when I asked somebody a question, they would just tell me honestly. And you just knew, okay, there's no, are they doing this just to be nice? Like yeah. people were just like, no, you can't come over for dinner or no, I don't <laughs> want to come over for dinner. And that was great. I was like, okay, yeah. fine. Because the worst thing I want is for you to feel like you have to come over for dinner. Like it was really cool to see that. And it really taught me a lot about it's okay to be honest and like how to actually kind of bring that into your relationships. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Knowing Me, Knowing You with Paula, where we learn more about ourselves and each other through the solo and guest episode information, knowledge and story shares. And yes, I am your host, Paula, tuning in as always from my home base on the west coast of Canada. I am delighted to introduce to you today my guest, Jamie Bauer, who joins me from Alberta, Canada. Now, Jamie wears multiple hats, a man with fingers in many pies. He is a father of four children, a life and health coach, and a co-founder of Enabled You. This innovative startup operates with a distinct purpose to establish a new norm for friends helping friends. His primary life mission revolves around guiding others towards the realization of their intrinsic worth, significance, and purpose. Jamie's personal health journey started with managing asthma and allergies, eventually leading him towards profound self-discovery. This transformative journey reshaped his entire outlook on life. Transitioning from his previous role as an electrician, he now stands as a driving force behind a pro-social tech startup. His endeavors are firmly centered around fostering connections among individuals and inspiring others to embrace their most creative and fulfilling lives. Today, we're talking about the essence of community. The only place where reply all is simultaneously the most loved and most dreaded button. Community is a big topic and one Jamie is passionate about. The importance of community spans from stronger neighborhoods to health benefits, networking, collaboration, and social connection. We can't escape from communities because they are around every corner, from your book and wine clubs to the fitness facility, sports and recreation teams, from a wave to your next door neighbor, to your Sunday church service congregations. What I do know is that as an immigrant twice in my life, a community stands out as an important puzzle piece and part of how one acclimatizes and settles into your newfound home, helping you to feel like you belong, that it has a benefit on both your mental, physical, and psychological well-being. As a health and personal growth coach, I understand that having your solitude might be what makes you happy. I'm a pretty private person myself, and I don't mind being with just me, but I do encourage you to connect within your communities and connect with your communities. Seek out your tribe. It does not have to be a large group of people, and you never know who you may meet. So without any further delay, let's head on in and meet my guest, new friend and KMKY family member, Jamie Bauer. So welcome, Jamie, to uh, Knowing Me, Knowing You and the community and family of Knowing Me, Knowing You. And I'm excited 
for our conversation. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation. It's like great to be able to talk with people who are comfortable with talking. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes any sense, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation for sure. Right. (laughs) Well, when we first talked like, oh, is this something we want to talk about on the phone? It was like, we, I think we had scheduled it for like a 20 minute call or something. And I feel yeah. like we chatted for an hour and I was like, <laughs> oh, this did. is so easy to chat. So much to talk right. about. So our topic is something that I'm excited to talk about and the importance of community. It's a big topic. There's a lot you can cover uh, in it, right? So I'm, I'm going to start with the question of with community, what does community mean to you? How would you define community for yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it's a huge topic and it can go so many different ways. Community is the people that I do life with. And it might be like a weird way of phrasing it, but it's, you know, who am I going to call in a time of trouble or who do I can rely on? But who is those value adders in my life, you know, at that growth level? We can be part of a broader community on, online and, and and be part of a, you know, a Facebook page or something. I don't know, like of thousands of people. But for me, community, what it means to me is, yeah, those people that I do life with and I'm, I'm there's like a deep relationship there. So it's tied very much to the depth, not so much to the breadth. That yes. makes sense. Yes. I remember when we first met via phone, that's something that you'd said to me, right, was it's not so much about the breadth, but the depth. And Community can be who you hang out with in your close circle, uh, family, friends, church groups, uh, community centers. And then, you know, it starts broadening out where you Mm -hmm. look at the neighborhood that you live in, interests, things that interest you, right? And and what you plug into, you know, social media. And it's, it's huge, really, when you start thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, it's like, where's my community? It's like, well, where do you go most? Where do you put most effort into? Who do you talk with the most? Where do you put the most time into engaging with? And I mean, it could be like, you know, a big forum of people that you just regularly chat with and have topics about. And and, and you can find it in different ways. You know, there's there's different parts of community for different parts of your life. Maybe it could be around, like you said, a sports team. It could be around, you know, the, the people you're in school with and education side. Uh, it could be people you work with, people that you, uh, you know, have relationships with that have, you know, like for me, my wife, it's, you know, other friends with kids and that's like our core community. It's because we can relate to them, you know, at the family level, but then at work, you know, I have friends at work that, you know, don't have any connection with my family. You know, I go to them for different parts. So it's not like a one thing, one size fits all. And it's Mm -hmm. not like your community or the, you know, the people that you find who are like the value adders in your life touch every part of your life too. They can definitely be separated from other areas, but that's what's kind of cool and exciting is that there's so much out there that you can really find what fits for you and yeah, you know where it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. I mean, this is a very important topic for you. I know when you had first reached out to me and said, you know, this is the topic. This is my topic. <laughs> I like to talk about this that's topic. That's true. It yeah. is. And so why are you so passionate about the topic of community? Oh, man, I, my co-founder said it best. He's like, there's a reason why we're not all living isolated in the woods somewhere. You know, I'm sure there's, there is there is a few people, but there's a reason <laughs> yeah. why most of us, there is probably a reason why you listening to this are not living isolated in the woods somewhere alone. And it's because we're created to have that connection. Like there's a deep human need to be in relationship with people. And when you can find the rhythm of what that looks like in life, that's the place I found the most fulfillment in. And I can't, I just can't get that anywhere else. 
so what excites me is like what happens then when people can find what that looks like in their life? What you know, and let's say in the area of maybe like their health and well-being, what could that look like with mental health? And then what could that look like with their hobbies and interests? Like, so I'm community manager at Podcasters Platform, and we look at okay, what can that look like? Uh, at a community level with podcasting, you know, as you know, podcast is very kind of solo journey in a sense, you know, it's like you and a microphone, but you're talking to people, but there's not that dialogue. And so we go, what if we focused on developing that person behind the mic in a setting of other like-minded people? Mm-hmm. And you just, there's something that happens when you can find those other people that are kind of doing something similar to you and kind of going in a similar direction that there's a momentum, there's inspiration, and it, you just can't replicate it. And you know, we yeah. we do things that are like, you know, we'll have quotes of people and we can watch podcasts or, or you know, listen and watch podcasts or videos and stuff. And those are like those nudging things, but nothing, I, I just haven't found anything that can really replace like a good conversation or being engaged with other people at that depth level yeah. um, with, with people. You know, yeah, and it's something yeah. special, and I think it's it goes across culture, you know, religion, race, age. Like we all have that. It's just yes. such an innate human experience that yeah. um, is really exciting to explore. Okay, what can that look like? You know, yeah. Then it go. Okay, so layer one is like, ooh, this like this feels good, and I feel like I'm a better person when I'm connected with people. Okay, so then what can that look like in the different areas of who I am and in my life? And that's where I'm. Re- that's what's really exciting to me is. Okay, I went on a, a, a biohacking asthma journey essentially, and and that led me down a whole rabbit hole of like understanding I'm an active participant in my health. But there was no way I was going to do that alone. I needed that support. I needed that community of people to help me get through that. And if I could get through that with the support of friends helping friends, okay. So what else can we do? And and it's just a constant value add between you and the other people and other people and you. And yeah, it's pretty special. So kind of like what how can we do more of that you know that's kind of yeah. like my life is how can i do more of that and how can i help people find find that and do more of that in their life you know i have this belief like hey everyone is created for a purpose like we all have something that no one else has but i think everyone else can benefit from and when we start to kind of first accept that whether we might believe it or not even if you just live from that perspective and you don't understand it fully yet. When you live from that perspective, you you realize like, oh my goodness, maybe, maybe I have like meaning, value, and purpose in life. Maybe I have something to offer other people. And then you start to kind of like, you know, develop as a person. And you start to realize like there's there's meaning beyond just my existence of just the nine to five or the Monday. Like it opens a whole other door of opportunities. And I just like get tell people like just get curious with what that could look like for you like man get curious with the idea that you have something to add to other people's life what could that look like you know and, yeah. and I'm, I'm a big fan of not telling people what to do but just getting them to get curious with like what could happen if that was real you know yeah and because and then people make it their own and that's what's really exciting is yeah because we're all so different we're all so unique and individual but when we understand like there is something to me and there is something to my life and man, I, there is like something beyond just me that I can grasp and and, and walk and get a hold of what can that look like? And yeah. that's why we have decentralized command is the best thing in, instead of, you know, a totalitarian dictatorship and why that fails is because you limit the creativity and the individuality of everybody and try and mm-hmm. get it, you know, all centered around one person and 
and they make the decisions for the masses and that never works. And that's why it's so cool to see when people can kind of add value to the degree that they want to put in effort. And so it's just like, there's so much opportunity out there. And I think just how could we just normalize that kind of understanding and just start nudging people in that direction and see what happens. I mean, yeah, you just, you have no idea, right? Until you kind of get curious about it. So (laughs) that get curious. I love that because I'm going to take a little step back now because you've been talking about being curious, even about yourself is what, what can I offer and what can I offer into the communities around me? And you spoke a little bit of, you know, ask yourself, who am I and where am I in my life? So maybe you can share a little bit about Jamie, because you've had a journey, you lived in Sweden for a while. So that's a totally different community to Canada, mm-hmm. right? And you've uh, suffered from asthma. So you went on this health journey and had to tap into a health community that was very specific. So yeah, give us a little. I'm an electrician. So by trade, I'm an electrician and I've, I've been doing that for a long time. And And I just started again, like getting curious with asking myself these deep questions. Like if all I did was electrical, to the day I die. Like I like to take things to extremes to kind of understand things. So I go, okay, uh, is electrical good for me today? And I'm, yeah, that's good. If this is all I ever did until I died, would I be, you know, satisfied with my life? And for me, yeah, I was just like, I, I feel like I, there's that that wouldn't be it. For some people, it is, and it's amazing when you can find that. That's awesome, right? But for me, it was just like, yeah, this is like amazing for this time, but there's something more. And so I'm just, I'm just a person who's super curious about, okay, what, how can I lean a little bit more forward leaning into that? What does that look like then? And then that whole self-discovery journey kind of starts. And I started to just kind of get into understanding what else is there. And that kind of led me down the coaching thing. So when we moved to Sweden, uh, so that's where my wife's from. And I, uh, so, okay, I'll backtrack a little bit. So I met her in uh, actually, in New Hampshire, of all places, we went to a, to a Bible school there, and that's where I met my wife. And then, so she's from Sweden originally. So we moved back to Sweden in 2019 for six months, just to kind of. We had four kids at this time. We still have four kids. We had an opportunity, like that was the only chance we'd ever get to do that. The kids were young enough, and we just didn't have anything else home here to keep us. So decided to go for it, and and yeah, it was a culture shock, like. One thing I've come to realize, like, so Canada is very much a breadth kind of relationships. Like you have a lot of kind of more shallower relationships. Like it's easier for us to do that than it is to have just a few friends, but really deep. And in Sweden, um, just from looking at it from my perspective, people had fewer friends, but they were really deep and you could be really honest. And that was so difficult for a polite Canadian like me who doesn't ever, you know, we're like taught to like, don't confront uh, don't tell them like the true of true emotions because you're so scared of offending somebody. Just kind of like everything's always fine. And that was really refreshing. Actually, I really loved when I asked somebody a question, they would just tell me honestly. And you just knew, okay, there's no, are they doing this just to be nice? Like yeah. people were just like, no, you can't come over for dinner or no, I don't <laughs> want to come over for dinner. That was great. It's like, okay, yeah. fine. Because the worst thing I want is for you to feel like you have to come over for dinner. Like it was really cool to see that. And it really taught me a lot about it's okay to be honest and like how to actually kind of bring that into your relationships. Yeah. And now fast forward to today where I'm, uh, you know, community manager at a podcaster platform and really loving just being able to, you know, understand who people are and just how do I just help them become more of that. And then at the same time, I also met my co-founder in Sweden and we're starting, you know, we've been on this journey of building out an app-based platform that looks at how do we incorporate 
friends helping friends in a kind of a, what does that look like when people are setting goals or objectives for themselves? And how can we use vulnerability within conversations and within the depth of the friendship to be the motivation and inspiration to actually do meaningful things in life? So everything I've kind of stumbled into just has been led from my heart of like that curiosity of like, what does this look like? Um, Nothing I thought I would ever be doing today. You know, I never thought I'd be doing any of this, you know, 10 Uh, years ago. So it's just like, it's cool to see what can happen when you just feel like this is something I'm excited about and then just get curious and then just kind of make room for that in your life. Yeah. So something that really stood out for me was that you are a Christian. (laughs) Yeah. Do you find that having faith in in God has supported you on your journey being inquisitive about self and the world and being curious and really exploring you know relationships and the importance of relationships yeah i think yeah like so it kind of framed a world view for me that there was purpose behind this there was like an intention behind and this is just for me. It just gave me like intention behind, okay, what is the the deep meaning here of me adding being like a value adder to life? Yeah. So it gave me a lot of like that inner drive, not saying you have to, like I know some incredible people who don't have faith who are driven by the same passion that I do. And I just think yeah. that's the coolest thing. But what it's done for me is just, it's given me that frame view of that worldview of, okay, life is short, like contemplate death. You're not here forever. And there's a reason why I'm here. And, and then that just led me, that was like the question that I just needed answered to. And that kind of led me on that whole journey. And that's how I I think I came and stumbled upon this whole, okay, how, how can I just help people uh, find out what that could look like for them, Mm -hmm. whatever it might look like. And so balancing that with, okay, so from a Christian perspective, my number one goal is just to love people. I think um, St. Francis of Assisi said it best. He said, preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. That's like the most challenging thing for me is that just from my perspective of faith is like, you know, use words if you have to, but like, it's, it's all about just like how you show up and actually love people and leave the preaching to the side and just like be there for people. You know, Um, the last thing I think people need is more preaching, but we can all use love and, and, and leave it at that end it there. Don't, don't try and like check off the, Oh, I got to get them saved. A lot of like, <laughs> you know, that to me yeah. is like, for me anyways, that's just like, I have no desire. Like that's not a driver for me. And that's just, that's, that's between other people and God. It's not my business. So understanding like my job on earth is to love people and to find out who they are and just help them support them with that. And then it ends at that. There's no ulterior motives. It's just to be a value adder to them. And that so that's been a cool like journey to discover, okay, if there's a God, what does that look like at a practical level for me? And how do I live that out practically where I'm not trying to just serve myself or, you know, grow a church or something weird yeah. like that, but just like what does that mean to just love people and 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 end it there? Yeah, it's been cool to like kind of find my way and what that looks like for me and for other yeah. people. It might not look like that. And that's cool. Yeah. Like, and this is what's so important of finding those people that you do life with that community is there's a level of like being able to speak from outside of someone's situation. Yeah. Uh, so you're injecting like a higher truth because they're seeing it from outside and going like, that's not who you are. And they pull you up. Okay. So if you're feeling like down and depressed, 
having those people who can like pull you out of that by speaking life. Like, okay, that's not who you are though. You know, you may feel like you're not worth this. You're not worth that. You've done this in your life, but this is who I see you as. Yeah. And finding those people and then holding on to them and then fighting for those relationships, building that community of others who go like, Hey, I've been there before. Guess what? Doesn't last forever. It's way worse than you probably think it is. And like, (laughs) and you're not alone in this. So let's go. And if we could normalize those kind of communities of support where, you know, people don't feel isolated in that sense. And how do we, so I I look at that as like on a user behavior, like how do we just normalize that kind of interaction? And there's that level of bravery that you need to have. And that's what's so cool is having people in your life who can be the activators of that, that they can Mm -hmm. either like challenge you or encourage you or support you. But because it's hard, like it it is takes a level of bravery to first of all, let's say in life that you've kind of, you feel like you've settled to even admit that that's really difficult even to just like allow yourself. And Brene Brown says this so well, she talks about like one of the worst things is not necessarily, she wasn't comparing, but she was saying like one of the worst things is like numbness when you're like, you're so numb in life that you're not even aware of you're just like on autopilot, just like get me through life and get me through the day. And then it takes a level of bravery and courage to like face the truth of that. Okay. Oh my goodness. Like maybe I'm not satisfied with my life. Maybe like I look back at the last three years and do I want the next three years to be the same as the last three years? Maybe not. And if that's a maybe not, then you have to ask yourself, okay, maybe I'm like an active participant in that. And how do I then become an active participant in changing? And that's hard. But you, and this is why, you know, having someone to talk to about this or having other people who've been there through, through that time, yeah, finding those people are so, and having those people and then intentionally making effort to keep those relationships. It's, it's not easy, but the fulfillment that comes from that, you know, it's like, that's the superpower in life. I talk a lot about our different superpowers that we have. And like you said, maintaining those relationships does take uh, work as well, right? Making sure that you're showing up and you're also contributing to this uh, group and to these people as well, that you're not just taking all the time, but you are also a contributor, right? Yeah. So if we think of communities, when we think of a sense of belonging and well-being, how do you think that communities contribute to a sense of belonging and well-being? Because for you, you've had an experience of being a partial immigrant moving to Sweden. Yeah. How did I find that move? That was a that was a pretty difficult time, actually. I'm a creature of habit, I feel like, and I've come to realize like that new environments are like by default. I think I tend to just not embrace them maybe as much as I should. On the same note, it was like the coolest time ever too, because it's like first day of school for six months. You know, when you're a kid, right? Your first day of school, it's like you're excited, but you're nervous at the same time. So it's like, this is so new. It's gonna be fun. But like, oh man, this is so new. It's gonna be so scary. And so it was like that for, I feel like for six months, because, you know, even just the city was amazing. And it was so beautiful where we lived and being able to see buildings and cobblestone streets, everything was just so new. And the perspective and worldview that people had was so different. And one of, like, one of the main drivers in life is belonging, right? A sense of identity of belonging. Like I am, I belong here in whether that's you found your people or your country or the company or the vision that you're working towards. And so you can go so far doing that alone 
but you can go much further when you do that. I think with people that that's just what I've come to realize. And just everybody so far I've really talked to is having people to be able to belong with is so fun. Like you can do it alone. There's a lot of things you need to do alone too. When you can do it with someone else, like it's, it's, I don't know, it's just way more fun. And you get the sense of like, oh my goodness, like we're doing this together. We're not in it alone. You know, you think of like um, Tough Mudder or these awesome like fitness challenges, you know, that you have to go through obstacle courses and things. I mean, if that was just set up in a field randomly and you just had to do it alone by yourself, like that, no one would do it. It would be terrible, (laughs) right? And yeah, we can do stuff alone. And we, again, we need to, like there's things that you, you need to just like buck up and do. And my kids, I'm trying to get them to do a lot of things on their own. And But knowing like dad's going to be there when you're done, I'm going to be proud of you and I'm going to be giving you high fives and hugs. Like that reassurance, I think is just, it's such a precious thing that we shouldn't, you know, grow out of. And Mm -hmm. and it's okay to embrace it. Like in that vulnerability perspective where my well-being is directly tied to other people. That's scary. Yeah. And, but what's the alternative? My well-being, I'm so, you know, I'm so, I have so much walls in my life that I'm never going to let anybody ever in. Like my well-being is directly tied to five other people, you know, my wife and our four kids. Yeah. Like, and if something happens to them, it is affecting me. And and to a lesser degree, yeah. the relationships I have with other people. So it's like, what are your options here? You either allow yourself to be vulnerable where you're tied to other people. Okay, so that comes with a level of risk. But the other option, what do you have? You're going to live isolated, alone, and always yeah. wanting that and never feeling that need in your life. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and starting to feel the suffering from mental health issues, loneliness, uh, depression, mm-hmm. high levels of stress, right? Feeling yeah. that you're alone and you have no one to turn to. Till you think about it, you don't realize it's one of those things you kind of take for granted until you think about it or you shift out of your immediate community, which is something you did when you moved to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And you start realizing, wow, okay. This looks different. And you start realizing you maybe have a little bit of gratitude, right? I mean, me being an immigrant and coming from uh, South Africa, that was the biggest thing as well for me was leaving the security of my community that I knew, right? My friends, how, how my day-to-day life rolled out, my my family to come to lost in translation. <laughs> Now what, right? Excitement, this new place and everything. But I was like, I'm totally alone. Here are all these people and yet I'm Mm -hmm. alone. And, you know, I actually went through, when we talk about a sense of belonging and well-being, when I first moved to Canada, I went through uh, a a bout of depression, feeling very lonely, very isolated, because it was a big change for me, a big shift. But also then pining for what I used to have, although – I didn't want to go back. <laughs> I don't want to go back there. Oh, I want to stay in Canada, but it was like, wow, you know, this is. And, you know, I only realize now over the last couple of years as mental health has become a big topic, what it was, because hmm. I didn't talk about it because, you know, it was something you just didn't talk about. Tied directly to your lack of those that depth and community? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, in the beginning, as much as what I wanted to be in Canada – I really felt alone. I really struggled. But I got a question for you. Okay, so then when you're in that time of like, okay, you felt depressed and lonely, what was like the activator to change that? Because what can happen so often is we see people spiral down into that and then it becomes 
it, it just gets worse and worse and worse, right? And yeah. what was the thing? Because clearly, like talking to you now, it seems like I'm like, how could that person ever be lonely? Like you're very, very approachable, very conversational person. But what was the activator that changed that kind of like pattern of like loneliness and depression? I think for me, I wasn't going to allow this to drag me down. But what I also did was, this is something as well where you have this sense of belonging and, you know, community participation. I had decided, I'm like, I'm here right here right now. What can I do with right here right now? And I decided the only way I was going to make myself feel at home was to be as Canadian as what I could, right? So I was going to embrace all the the public holidays, Canada Day. I was just going to embrace it all, right? And just really try and do my best to socialize wherever I could with Canadians. What happened was, is I ended up socializing and connecting a lot more with immigrants, not from South Africa, but every other immigrant. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, actually, the immigrants within Canada who came from one province to another, Who also didn't feel like they belong because they were like, well, I'm not originally from Ontario. I'm, you know, I'm I'm from Newfoundland or whatever, right? So we all mm-hmm. were, you know. So you have within this city, country itself, immigrants That's funny. within Canadians, right? So it was really interesting. Well, the whole time you're talking, I just pictured you with like a Team Canada jersey on, drinking like uh, glasses of maple syrup, and uh, <laughs> like that's interesting because that's a thread that you see throughout life is like you know, like the saying of like, let, don't let your past hold you back. Like, yeah. yeah. So then if your future is dependent upon your past, then you're only limited to like what you've been or, or, you know, you're never going to be more than that. And yeah, that's interesting to see how that plays out with this. Like, okay. Yeah. In, like in, in, in my past, I was living in South Africa and I would, you know, identify myself as a South African but that's changed now. Like I actually left that country, like on purpose, choosing a life that's moving in that direction. But so much wants to like define and keep us based on yes. who we've been in our past. Yeah, that it people fail to see the opportunities that come in the future or like in the present moment. It's interesting to see it play out within immigration. And I was thinking about your story. Like that's what's interesting is to become a new person, like the level of bravery that's required for that. Yeah. So it takes really a lot of courage. It takes like risk as well. That's kind of like entering this unknown. Like I don't, I have no idea what to expect. I've never lived here before. So there's courage, risk. That's like the whole rebirthing thing is, okay, if I'm, okay, so if I'm in a position in my life where I'm not comfortable or satisfied with where I'm at, it demands you to change and change yeah. is hard and it demands you to take a risk to be brave and have courage. That to me is so such an interesting thing is, okay, so how can we help people do more of that if they if that's where they want to go? And like, if yeah. that's something that they're asked to do. And this is really hard if you're also depressed and lonely because the default most of the time when you're in that state, especially if it becomes like a severe illness, it's the very thing that's like keeping you there because you don't want to change because you're too depressed to even try. And and that's what can be so powerful when you have that community of other people who are able to, you know, externally inject their strength into your situation. Whether that can be a, a friend who says, hey, come move to Canada or someone who, you know, sees 
their other friend constantly just like never getting out of the house, just kind of staying there. Like, Hey, you need to like get out now. Get you out, know, right? life is always going to require a level of risk, bravery, courage, these kind of things. And, and we can often like put them in like the Hollywood category of like bravery is like, you know, facing a lion or like fighting a bear <laughs> or something. Right. But like bravery is like also like coming to terms that your life sucks. Like that's a, like I've had to do that in March, 2020 right? We came back from Sweden and it was like realizing there's a lot of things in my life, who I am as a person, that if I continue doing that will lead to like destruction and like chaos. So, okay, you might be able to re- relate to this. So like this whole concept of like the spirit of truth. And so in the Christian worldview, like that's like kind of like one of the biggest things is, you know, you have this spirit of truth to kind of like guide and, and lead you and and so I got really curious about that. Okay, what does that even mean? Like, I have no idea. Like, what does that, like, okay, what does it mean? But then really, what does that actually mean for my life? Like what, yeah. and it, it, the way it kind of manifested in my life, the way it showed up for my life is like coming to truth with like the destructive behaviors or, or the negative points of who I am. First of all, realizing and accepting like, this is not good. I'm aiming so low in this area of my life. And I can aim higher. That was like that, that the truth revealed that. And there's this like scripture, right? It says the truth will set you free. When we're faced with truth, and I always picture truth as like the loneliest person in the world because yeah. it's so confronting and it's so difficult to embrace truth, especially when it's so much easier to live numb to the world. Not even like, I uh, just like, I'm just watching Netflix every night and I'm just like, you know, eating any kind of junk food I want just to like crave my, you know, satisfy my cravings. Like there's just no truth of like, yes, but if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And that truth comes and confronts this, like you can aim higher. I don't know. I just feel like that, that to me has been one of the biggest things, just going back to that conversation of like, what does that Christianity look like to you? Or what is that worldview? It's like, yeah, understanding that there's like, there is like the spirit of truth. I still don't understand it fully because it's so mysterious, but that like can confront and then, wow, maybe like, I don't enjoy the life I have. Yeah. What do I do with that? And that's like such a great place to be at because then it's like, get curious, lean into that. Because there are people there who will pull you up by the, by the collar and like, let's go. I think a lot of time in life, we're just looking for, okay. So we're, we're like a little kid on the diving board. It's a little bit higher than we thought. It's kind of scary. (laughs) We're just looking for that excuse to like, jump off, right? We've got our friends behind you. Mom's on the side of the pool. Like you can do it. Like we just needed the excuse to jump. And and I think normalizing that kind of vulnerability where it's like, man, you just need, like, we just need an excuse in life to actually jump and commit to the things we really want. And that happens when you get brave, get curious, and like, just talk to someone and throw it out to your friends, see what happens for you. You could have sat in South Africa your entire life thinking, man, what would it be like? I wonder what it'd be yeah. like to move to Canada and like, yeah. mm, mm, mm. and you know, and, but then, you know, life will present opportunities and you just need an excuse to like, you know what? I just Going. need to go for it. And let's yeah. just see what happens. That is way more fun to do when you have people around you to like, yeah, let's go. Something I want to say to listeners as well is that, you know, in times when you are feeling alone and you are feeling um, like you don't belong to also work on yourself as well, right? And really start nurturing your personal growth. It's an important part of your mental well-being. Well, I can, I could hear the one, the one person listening going like, that's easy to say, like, you know, they're struggling with severe depression. That's easy to say. 
like do self-care, but like, what else are you going to do? I've been through some, for me, like really difficult times the last three years. Yeah. Just not in a good place. And okay. So what else am I going to do? I have four kids. I have a wife. They depend on me and I depend on like, if I'm like at a zero, is it like, you know, what's my option here? Just lean into self-pity. And I did that for years. Why me? Why can't my parents like be rich and give us money so we could not rent? And <laughs> me too. You know, why can't my, why can't this startup that we've been working on for three years, like, why can't we just get like, okay. And then it's like, again, this whole like truth thing, like hits me with a brick hammer going, cool. What are you going to do with this? Really? Self-pity is like, like understanding the truth of self-pity. Man, that is so hard to realize yeah. like, oh my gosh, what's my options here? I just lean more into self-pity. Well, I already know where that's going. The point in life is not to avoid pain. I've come to really, as a parent, and like I've come to understand, like if my goal in life is happiness, like I'm done. But if it's meaningfulness, okay, oh, that's interesting because I can find meaning in the pain. And if the goal in life is to avoid pain, seek pleasure, I'm going nowhere really fast because life is not easy. That's good, actually. And I, I love to think of life in the terms of like me, my parent, parenting as a child, because it's just easier to relate. But if my kids go through life trying to avoid pain, first of all, they're never going to go and talk to someone like another kid in, on the playground to play. So, okay. So they're lonely. They're never going to try something new, acquire any new skills. They're never going to be taught anything because that's difficult. And, and they're going if to, if we're just trying to avoid pain, I think as adults, we get to that place where like, okay, driver number one is like comfort and ease we really stop growing and thriving. We get to that like just survival state because developing relationships with people, not easy. Marrying my wife and staying married. Oh, I came to realize real quick, like love is a choice. That's not easy because there's times when I drive her crazy and she (laughs) drives me crazy. In the midst of that, I have to choose to love her. Yeah, but I don't feel like it. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. She sure doesn't feel like it. I have to choose now. So cool. Like, okay, I'm feeling super depressed. I'm super angry at the world. I still have my choice, like to choose how to respond to this. And it's so easy just to say it. Yeah. You just, you know, just like choose something better. What other option are you going to have? What else are you going to do then? And lean into the truth of what that really means for you in your life. Yeah. Be curious with that because that's going to be the driver that's going to make you actually change. I did a podcast where I had a series of interviews with people who have done alternative forms of healing and health, whether it was Crohn's or cancer or all these different things. The overall theme, and this was in no way intended, I didn't discover it till I interviewed these people, was the deepest, darkest, darkest parts of their life was what actually drove the behavior change to become an active participant in their health and actually overcome things. Let's say like negativity meant to 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 bring me to negative. Like that's the very thing that God or like the highest version of who I can be actually uses to bring value to my life and to others. And when yeah. we can lean into that and embrace that idea that I'm at the darkest point of my life, but like that's where the biggest opportunity is, man, things happen. And all of a sudden, even in the midst of hell, like there's life to be found. Yeah. And I will tell you, like, die on that truth that I totally believe. And I have seen it and I have talked with so many people who are at the deepest, darkest points of their life. And they're like, in the midst of that, I had to get to that place because without that, you know, I would not have had the life I've had and I wouldn't be yeah. as empowered and fulfilled as I am now. 
like try not to do it alone. And if you're doing it alone, understand like that's when you grab a hold of something bigger than yourself. When we think of community, how can individuals become more engaged and active in communities? Like uh, where do you think Like if someone's going, someone like me, right, who would just say, well, you know, I've just moved to Canada and it's all new. And yeah, lean into your passions, what excites you, but also like make yourself like dependent upon and volunteering or like doing, you know, working for an organization, like the the, the sense of purpose that comes from that, like, oh man, you know, someone's depending on me. Like it, it takes you out of that feeling empty and alone and gives you in a place like actually giving out to others and really like when you give to other people, you re- you gain so much. Yeah, we don't understand. Like that's a huge life hack. Like that's just there's so much there. I think we're going to have to end, but I do have one more question for you, or two more actually. When I say, "What is the meaning of life?" What comes to mind for you? Oh man, there's like a thousand ways. I feel like I could answer that. It's- I can only say that the meaning of my life is like finding that some like something greater than myself attaching myself to understand what that looks like to for me and then how does that empower me to bring life and love to other people so i found that like huge hugely through faith in 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 god and this creator god thing but what's been cool is to see it go beyond just like this head knowledge but like okay but what's the action that i take today turn that belief into like a physical reality and like what i do and that's what's really cool is it's become the meaning of my life has become taking something that I believe in and then putting it into action to only add value to other people. And um, if you could teach everyone in the world one thing, what would it be? Increase your capacity to handle and overcome difficult things. I'm sure that'll change as my life changes, but that has been a very constant theme in my life in the journey that we've been on for the last three years is that. And that's also that first day of school, exciting and scary. Yeah, I love that. And any final words you'd like to share with listeners around our topic of community or anything else? Yeah, if you're like feeling like you, and Paula never asked me to say this, but for real, if you feel like there's more than what you're living at, like reach out to someone like Paula. Like I I think coaches are probably the most untapped resource because Coaches have this ability to just partner with the part of you that's trying to aim higher in your life. And it is so underappreciated. And that can be found in friends, in relatives, but it can also be found like professionals, like coaches. Jamie, this has been such a pleasure. I know that you and I could talk for forever. So I think we're going to have to have you come back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been a pleasure. I have been, it's been so nice to talk with you. And um, yeah, so I appreciate the conversation. Listener, we have come to the end of another wonderful information and wisdom share with our guest, Jamie Bauer. My takeaway was that it's important for our personal growth that we increase our capacity to handle and overcome difficult things. That one of the main drivers in life is a sense of belonging and that we don't have to do hard stuff alone. And yes, we can do stuff on our own, but having a cheerleading squad makes all the difference. Don't be afraid of facing the truth and hard stuff because in the midst of hell, there is life to be found. Both Jamie's and my connection details are clickable links in the show notes. If you would like to explore a little more, head over onto Instagram and Facebook and do give us a follow. 
By the way, I do have two superb episodes available which fit hand in hand like puzzle pieces with this topic and how we should increase our capacity to handle and overcome difficult things. My episode on spontaneity and having a sense of humor and laughter, both these action steps add value to your life and help build resilience, courage, and are about overcoming fear and bringing a smile to faces and becoming more flexible and able to face change easier. That's it from me, Polly, your host here at Knowing Me, Knowing You. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye for now.